What's going on, guys? Macho Man Matty Savage here. Alongside me, I've got Dan Go, Timo, and Insider BA. We are here to talk this Sunday's pay-per-view, Extreme Rules. Guys, this isn't really too extreme um, by looking at this card. So give me a little insight on, uh, you know, how you're feeling compared with AEW, what WWE is bringing to the table with the pay-per-view. Well, I'll kick it off real quick. Um, just to do a quick compare and contrast on WWE and AEW right now, you got to give it all to AEW. They are bringing the fire. They are bringing the better storylines. They are bringing the better overall product leading into any type of pay-per-view. They're bringing a better product going into a TV show. So you got to give the upper hand to AEW. I will give it to WWE. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit when bringing the demon Finn Balor week in, week out, leading into Extreme Rules. But that's pretty much the most extreme it has gotten <laughs> up to this pay-per-view. Um, well, you look at the name of the pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, and there's only one match that is uh, billed as Extreme Rules, and that is the WWE Universal Championship match with Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Who they've already, who we've seen, the demon is coming out. But then you got maybe the next most extreme match is what a triple threat. That's it's not very extreme. We don't even got your um, patented kendo on a stick pole or something stupid. Which I guess, I, I I guess I'd rather not have kendo on a stick and just have a regular match. But like, where's the chairs, ladders, tables? I know you have TLC, but this is extreme rules, and I don't know. I'm not feeling the uh, extremeness, you know, the most extreme it's, thing besides the championship <clears throat> match is Jeff Hardy. He's too extreme. I guess that's why they have him on this card. But yep. um, I don't know. Compared to AEW, right now, AEW, they're winning. They're winning the oh, hearts. They're winning the hearts and minds of wrestling fans. Like, I feel like right now you have WWE fans who are always going to be WWE fans. I'll always be a WWE fan, but as a wrestling fan, how can you not give it up to AEW with what they're doing, the talent they're bringing in, uh, the big moments they have, what seems like every single week is a big moment. And it's just, it's really fun to be a wrestling fan and not really fun to be a WWE fan right now. I couldn't agree anymore, Tim. I have basically nothing else to say other than the fact that like you said, there is no extreme to this Extreme Rules pay-per-view except for the main event. And we know Roman's closing the show. Uh, the only other match I'm really looking forward to is Charles Flair versus Alexa Bliss. But other than that, uh, I cannot wait to just get past this pay-per-view. This could be – I wouldn't be surprised if I fall asleep and then wake <laughs> up to actually watch the last three matches or something like that. Damn. Well, I'm going to say I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. But one thing I want to say is I think it's time to retire this pay-per-view. Um, I mean, they've done away with great balls of fire. And, I mean, we all know that was just a stupid name. But you can't have a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules and not have any build towards the extreme end of it. So um, if you're not going to do that, if you're keeping things straight PG, uh, although not to get off subject from the pay-per-view, I mean, if we're talking NXT 2.0, and I'm sure BA could agree here, the insider, of course, at, what is it, insider BA on, on Twitter? At underscore insider at BA. At underscore insider BA. I apologize there. 
Um, he's, he brings all the rumors. The rumor is that NXT is trying to be a little more edgy now. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm on board with that, but you should kind of be bringing that to the table for this particular pay-per-view here when it's called Extreme Rules, and there's nothing edgy about it at all. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, guys, let's let's roll. Let's roll. We got six matches on this card. Um, I think we'll be able to roll through them pretty quickly. Um, first one what we can talk about, and this is, yeah, here it is. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Does anybody got any backstory on so, what the uh, fuck is going on here? So Liv Morgan has been feuding with Carmella since Money in the Bank. Um, I guess this is the payoff match that it's, it's happened already on SmackDown, so it's not really a payoff match because of the fact that they love to do rematches on SmackDown itself and Raw, of course. So it is Liv Morgan's second singles pay-per-view match that she's ever had in her career. So it's a bit, it's obviously a big uh, it's a big matchup for her just to, you know, because clearly she's always she was always in a tag team or regardless of or even on the pay-per-view at all. So does I'm the gonna go with Liv count Morgan. towards that BA. I'm uh, I don't think it does. Because so, that's what I'm gonna tell you. I think this match is gonna end up getting relegated to the pre-show. I don't think so, they have enough matches to even push this down to the pre-show, or else you only have like four other matches. <laughs> But who exactly. say they're not just going to end this pay-per-view at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock? Because is True. there something coming out on the network? Well, I know True. it's not the I wouldn't be surprised. Anymore. That's typically what they do. Yeah. So, who so I, I got Liv I, I Morgan winning this matchup because that's my girl. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, I'll go next. I think both Carmella and Liv Morgan probably underutilized right now. We've seen Carmella in the spotlight in her own main event, have a couple title runs. Um, and we all know she's capable of being very entertaining, very good. Um, and this is Liv Morgan's chance to sh- shine. So I'm going to go with Liv Morgan here. Um, hopefully this is kind of like a momentum starter for Liv Morgan in a, a singles push. I, we all know BA, big fan of Liv Morgan. I think she has some potential and I would like to see what comes next after this pay-per-view for her, because that's, that's where it really matters. Because like BA said, she's been feuding with Carmela since money in the bank. What can she do to carry that momentum over and hopefully uh, a win and maybe a draft, the draft is coming up. Maybe she switches brands. Maybe something happens. I don't know, but she needs momentum. Uh, exactly. I, I, I'm just going to add a little more. One more thing is the fact that, she should have won Money in the Bank. The whole purpose of, of Money in the Bank is to, like, you know, propel a young superstar just to, like, get to that, to that, to that level. You know what I'm saying? Because Biggie's there now, of course. He's a WWE champion. And Nikki Asshole was the one. It, basically, Nikki Asshole was the Money in the Bank holder just, just so that they could run a storyline for a month. And that, and that and that 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 defeats the whole purpose of what Money in the Bank is. Is it's supposed to in the beginning? Like look look at Edge. Edge is the perfect example of he was basically a, an un, not when it's a mid card guy that became an a, a main event guy because of the Money in the Bank briefcase. The Miz, another guy. It, it, it they they clearly that they the whole they never loved like to have two Money in the Bank holders and. That, that right there is, I don't know why they don't like to have that, but it, it, one of those Money in the Bank always gets like thrown thrown away 
by the end of the month, by the time they, they actually win the briefcase. And that was Nicky Asshole this year. Then <laughs> Big E, Big E, good for him. He finally won the title. But if you really want to bring the money in the bank, like it, they, I just, I'm just saying, Liv Morgan should have won that a few months ago. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, you, you were going off there. I know. Yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 it it's, came it's, to him. It was, it was, it was bottled up there. <laughs> it, it just sucks, you know, because she's definitely lost in the mix on SmackDown. And I will say maybe her mic work definitely needs some more work. But everything else, as far as a competitor, she, she, I feel like her in-ring work is pretty good. And everything else she brings to the table. But as far as her, her microphone work, she's very – it'd be great if she had a mouthpiece, I feel. Because she, I think she needs more work on, on the mic for sure. Well, I'm going to piggyback off Insider and Timo here. I got Liv Morgan winning. Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason. I feel like the way both of these women have been going in their wrestling career paths have been nothing but mediocre. I know Carmella had a little bit of a run. Liv Morgan, she had her little thing when she was in the riot squad. That it this is one of this is just a pointless singles match in my opinion. It has no reason to be on this pay-per-view. One because it's not going to become extreme. So then what's the point? If it, if the match has nothing to do with the title, then I feel like it automatically needs to be an extreme rules type of match. So the fact that it's not that, you're giving me a, a you're giving me a TV show singles match that I wasn't interested already in. And now you're putting it on a pay-per-view just so you can add another match in there. I'm not going to watch this. I'm probably going to be late to the pay-per-view on that part. It's, hopefully it's the first match on the show, right? I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll wrap it up. I'm going with Liv Morgan here as well. Um, yeah. Again, like you said, Dan, go. This is really something that can just be on an episode of SmackDown, honestly. Um, not Did much she win last it. night? What is it? Did Liv Morgan beat Zelina Vega? I didn't watch, so I'm not sure. No, I didn't watch SmackDown either, so. Oopsies. Made up oopsies. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got Liv Morgan. No real rhyme or reason. Hopefully, like you said, BA, this is a, a way to get her, get her going in the women's division. Because, I mean, you can't, you can't keep revolving that division around Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, let's keep things going on the SmackDown end of things because – if you guys look at this card, six matches, four of them actually belong to SmackDown. So um, Monday Night Raw, a three-hour show. It's garbage. Made the pay-per-view. So make it. yikes. Um, so SmackDown tag team titles on the line. The Usos defend against the Street Profits. Um, what are you guys feeling here? Because aside from these two tag teams, what else you really got going on that end? So uh, I guess – I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. I was going to say – I feel like I've seen this match a hundred times already. And while it's great, we've seen this match a hundred times already. It's always <laughs> a rematch. It's been like the past month, maybe even two months. I don't know. I lose track of time with WWE because it's always the same thing. It's like deja vu every week almost. Yeah, it's a great matchup and it's been a good feud, but it's just rematch, rematch, rematch. I don't see anything changing. The Usos are going to retain. Um, I think Montez Ford, he lost to Roman Reigns last night. Um, I think he's going to take the pin again. I'm just going to guess on that one, but I don't know why. What's extreme about this? Why are we watching this match again? We, <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I just, I just, I, I really don't. It's almost, it's exhausting. 
it's, so, it gets it gets tiring. I'm actually looking forward to this matchup because this is not a rematch. I, I'm, unless I missed something on SmackDown, I have not seen the Usos versus the Street Profits unless it happened like two years ago or a year ago. Because the Street Profits have been in the background on SmackDown for a while now. I think them getting drafted or pushed to Smack to the SmackDown side was the wrong move because they were very entertaining on Monday Night Raw. And now that I don't, I don't, I'm not, I can't remember if they won the tag team titles on SmackDown or, or not, but basically, obviously, the Usos and the Bloodline, that, that is the storyline running right now. So I have the Usos winning this matchup. I, I think it's a fresh change for the SmackDown tag team title picture just because before this, we were getting the Usos versus the Mysterios. And before, I don't even know the Mysterios. Uh, before the Mysterios, who fucking knows what, what was going on with this whole SmackDown uh, tag team title picture. The Dirty Dogs, isn't it? <laughs> so I have the Usos winning this matchup. I don't think the Street Prots, just because of how the Bloodline storyline's going. Um, obviously, Survivor Series is around the corner. Usos and the Bloodline itself is feuding with New Day, so they're going to be holding on to those titles. And as far as uh, taking the pin, I'm going to go with Montez Ford as well. I do believe he is, like, the star of the tag team. The, I guess the uh, the. John Michaels of the tag team, if you want to reference, and Marty Jannetty might be Angelo Dawkins, but then again, nothing against Angelo Dawkins. I just feel like Montez Ford is the star of the tag team, and he did have a match with Roman Reigns last night, and he lost, as you said, Tim, but I think his future is very bright. But so he's, may, he's taking the pins. I may have over-exaggerated it being every week, but I think it was two weeks ago they did, they did wrestle. Um, they had a match on SmackDown for the championship contenders match. Oh Jesus Christ! They just did wrestle, but I, I just feel like we see them out there every week. And... That that whole championship contender bullshit needs to stop. They need to stop just calling it that, or I I, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the WWE. We got. Not going to disagree um, with you there. I will go ahead and match again. Um, I got the Usos retaining. Again, to both of their points, it's going to be a great match. going to be a nice watch. But if you were to put – if you have SmackDown from two weeks ago on DVR and you were to put it by side-by-side side with tomorrow's pay-per-view, you're literally going to watch the same exact match. Um, I do agree on Inside BA's point where Montez Ford is going to be an absolute star. That boy has a charisma. He's enthusiastic. He's ready to be. To me, he reminds me of like the young rock, but in this new yes. world, in this new day. Like he's the 1996 Survivor Series Rocky Maivia coming out, man. Like he's just going to propel from here on out. Except if, he's not going to get booed. He'll never get booed. If WWE can play the cards right. He has that type of swagger. We know that. Um, maybe I went on on a limb to say that, but I feel... I feel good about that. Um, I do have, <laughs> with that being said, I do have Montez for taking the pin here. Um, I think maybe we start, I don't see them ever breaking up this tag team because it's so profitable. See there, see what I did ah. there? <laughs> um, but if that day ever were to come, because we didn't think the Edge and Christian tag team were going to split, but then they did and, you know, they both the Hardy split. boys split. They yeah. all split, man. So eventually Montez Ford will have a future. 
in a singles competitor as a singles competitor. <laughs> but I remember, I remember when the Dudley boys put up. Reverend Brother Devon <laughs> on SmackDown. Yeah. <clears throat> the Usos retaining at with Ford taking the pin. Yes, sir. Well, let's make that a clean sweep across the board. I got the Usos retaining as well. Montez Ford taking the pin. Um, all I really got to say about this, and it's kind of dwelling on me as we're starting to talk about this pay-per-view. Obviously, next week, next Friday, starts the WWE draft. So you guys were mentioning how the profits were better on Monday Night Raw, and I totally agree with that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this is going to be a shift on bringing them back to Raw, bring the flavor back. Because uh, you know what? The street profits are up and they want the smoke, but they ain't going to get it this Sunday at the pay-per-view. This pay-per-view is really starting to feel more and more like it's just a placeholder. They just got to get it out of the way. Um, needless to say, they probably have no idea what they're even going to do with the draft yet because they're rewriting the stories every week. Yep. But um, Literally. I am hoping to see the profits come back to Raw because I watch more Raw than SmackDown. I break down three hours of Raw in 15 minutes. It's really that simple. Tune in every Tuesday. Um, yeah, let's keep rolling. Let's get into the raw side of things. The United States Championship is on the line. Damian Priest defends against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match. Quick background here. Of course, listen to me every week. I break down raw three hours, 15 minutes. But it, this was scheduled to be Damian Priest versus Sheamus one-on-one. -on -one. This past Monday on Raw, we saw Jeff Hardy against Sheamus. And if Hardy wins, he gets in and becomes a triple threat match. That's exactly what it did. Now, I'll wrap this up just by saying Damian Priest is going to win. Jeff Hardy is there to take that pin. And I'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Matt. And I have nothing more to say about this match because I feel like this is I've seen. Sorry, forgot to bring that up. Say again? This will be the match of the night. Oh, wow. wow. I got I got the uses versus the profits as the match of the night, but uh yeah, this is the the, the same bullshit. The priest versus Sheamus. Now you're throwing Jeff Hardy. Just I mean, I agree. He's he's there to take the pin. So Damian Priest retains. Uh so like I said, the reason Jeff Hardy was added to this match is because it's extreme rules and they needed something that was too extreme. And here we have Jeff Hardy. Uh but <laughs> no, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus which is something we've seen a lot of over the past year, going back to them talking about Jeff Hardy's drug and alcohol Junkie. problems. Uh, but Jeff Hardy wins. He's in the triple threat. He is definitely in here to take the pin. So Jeff Hardy is taking the pin. However, oh boy, I'm going to go with our boy, Sheamus, oh yeah. to win the United States Championship. <laughs> I think Damian Priest is switching brands. I think that is the plan. You have Damian Priest lose, switch oh, brands at the draft, start fresh and build. And we reward Sheamus for doing some of the best wrestling of his career once again. I know he just yeah. had his title reign, but you put it right back on him. And I think, you know, he's the placeholder for whoever comes out over to Raw to make their run with the United yeah, States Championship. Well, let me, let me dwell on that now. You got my gears going. So why can't Damian Priest keep the title, still get moved over to SmackDown? Then we get Shinsuke Nakamura get moved over to Raw with the Intercontinental Championship. Yep, that has happened before. Eventually, The Miz is going to come back from Dancing with the Stars, and he's going to win that Intercontinental Championship because he's going to stay on Raw, too. Uh, 
I just drew it. It is up. possible. Yeah. It is possible that the belt itself could change brands as well. But I feel like for Damian Priest coming over to SmackDown, the better show, they can kind of start fresh with him, new feud, build him up, and um, go that route instead of just having him come over as a champion and build someone else up against him. No, he's starting I, fresh on a new brand. You're building him. I give it a year before Damian Priest is on. We're running for the 24 7 title. <laughs> no, he's too good. <laughs> nothing, and, not, and I, I tell me right now, nothing against Damian Priest, but he is an NXT superstar, and that's all they do when they come to the main roster. Look at Keith uh, Lee. He's one of the more successful NXT superstars so far. Because, Recently. Give yes. it time. Give uh, it time. Well, I mean, we Yo, give everybody else time, and they're not as successful as Damian Priest. What are they calling uh, Keith Lee now? Is it a Bearcat? Uh, Keith the Bearcat. Yeah, it's a throwback yeah. to... Uh, the Bearcat, yeah, I don't get it. A throwback <laughs> to uh, the early days of wrestling. There was the Bearcat, I guess, just paying homage to a pioneer. Oh, they well, never let's, call, can... let's call him Mantar. But they don't explain it. They never give you the backstory. They never, like, give you context. I, I don't know. WWE, very bad said... storytellers. Call him Man Bear Pig. <laughs> <laughs> WWE doesn't know how to literally like just do something for a night. It's uh, we got to call him that for the rest of his career. No, you don't. You, you know, you pay homage to somebody, just give it that one night, make it special, and just move on. They never could do that. Um, so with my pick here, hold on, I forgot. All right, I forgot he says <laughs> we're back. We're back. Um, I agree. Oh, again, like this is an easy pay-per-view, guys. Uh, Hardy is, is there to take the pin. I have Damian <laughs> Priest retaining the title. Um, one quick thing about uh, Damian Priest, though. Um, I kind of agree with Inside of BA here. He, he, I think, well, let me bring this back. I don't think Damian Priest will be successful if he gets traded to SmackDown. And right, the same being is he will not have another um bad bunny kind of thing going. I feel like if you move that man to a show that is getting 2.2 million of views on TV, you can't have him by himself. You need a bad bunny, you need a superstar, you need a celebrity, I should say, not a superstar, you need a celebrity with him so he can still be on TV. Let's face it, bad bunny's not in that mix. Damian Priest isn't where he is. So we have Bad Bunny to thank for the success of Damian Priest. Put that in your yep. pipe and smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bad Bunny was great, I will say. We propelled it, made it. So I got Priest winning, Hardy taking the pin. Beautiful. Let's keep things on the Raw side of things. Let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship now. Charlotte it's time. defends against Alexa Bliss, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. Go ahead, BA. I know I know you want to kick so, this off because I, oh, I, I, I think you might have Charlotte drop the title again, right? Absolutely. Charlotte Flair will lose this title this Sunday. She is known to wow. have short title reigns. That is why she is, what, 11, 12, 13, whatever, close to her father, Ric Flair, who, by the way, is no longer in the intro, by the way. If you, I don't know if you noticed, because of uh, the plane ride from hell. Great documentary. I actually watched it this past weekend. Um, yeah. I I just – then again, the draft is right around the corner. 
Michelle Flay get, get drafted to to SmackDown, this and that. I, the draft, and, and the other thing that's on, on my mind is the Queen of the Ring. Queen of the Ring is, but I believe, the storyline that's going to be going into Crown Jewel, which is the next pay-per-view. Of course, Charlotte Flair is a queen, and I think she gets drafted to SmackDown. I know you can bring the title over, all that bullshit, but she is known to have short title reigns. That is the biggest thing here. That's why I have Alexa Bliss staying on Monday Night Raw, and she is going to be the... I guess the head of the table, if you want to reference Roman Reigns, on Monday Night Raw with that Raw Woman Champion. The, the the promo they had on this past Monday, wow. That I will say, I loved every second of it. They both took digs at each other. Uh, as far as who won the promo, I know Maddie on his recap gave it to Charlotte Flair, I think, but I think it was pretty even. Of course, yes, Alexa did. Charlotte called out how Alexa is just... She, she basically, she copied somebody's gimmick, which is Bray Wyatt, and that's what she's running with right now. But Alexa Bliss made a good point. If Charlotte Flair doesn't have a title around her waist, she's not on TV. She, she will be on TV, but she is known because of her reigns. She, she is known. She is a great in-ring competitor. She definitely is the top women's superstar on the roster. I will give her that. However, the Flair name, I believe, still plays a factor into her whole thing because she's trying to be – she's saying she doesn't want to be your dad, but the way WWE is booking her, we want to give her the 16-time uh, reign title, I guess you could say. You know, she – That is going to be uh, probably the hugest uh, – then again, there's been a lot of huge signings uh, with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. And, of course, Bray Wyatt, if you haven't seen the rumor, speculation for the Rochester, New York. This week. Uh, show. Is it next week? Yep, this Wednesday. Oh, my. Here we go. So, yeah. Not to get all started, but if that guy debuts on, a- on AEW this Wednesday coming up, my God in heaven. I'm Before his 90-day complete cost, uh, no compete cost, that, that would be huge. Yep. So, I have Alexa Bliss winning this title. It, it, I looked at the betting odds. This is the most closest betting odds of the all matches. So I, I feel like she's dropping the title here. And like I said, yes, they did that uh, back to that promo. I, I know I'm uh, going over my allotted time here. If you want to do the part <laughs> interruption horn, cut me off. But I was, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. This is the second time they will be facing each other. The last time was at Survivor Series back in 2017. And Alexa Bliss t- took the loss there. And Charlotte made a good point. When Charlotte was on SmackDown, Alexa was running Raw. And that's the only reason why she was running Raw, because Charlotte wasn't on Raw. So these are the two top dogs. Obviously, I, I, then again, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, of course, the, the other, two, uh, other girls. But, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this matchup. And Alexa Bliss takes the W. I think I, think I might have more to say as you guys keep going, but we'll see. B.A., you are picking with your heart. Charlotte Flair is not losing to Alexa Bliss right now. I don't care if they're switching brands or doing whatever. Um, I don't I don't know if they move Charlotte Flair. She's been great on Raw. Uh, Alexa's been great on Raw. Maybe this feud goes a little bit longer, but this is not the pay-per-view to switch titles if they do eventually have Alexa Bliss to beat Charlotte Flair, which I could see being possible, but not tomorrow night, not Sunday night, not at Extreme Rules. Uh, Charlotte Flair is going to retain. So just, 
just to piggyback on what you just said, I'm now, now I'm coming back in because it just hit me. Back to that promo where the whole gimmick thing and everything like that. If Charlotte Flair doesn't have a title around her waist, is she on TV at all? Just like everyone falls down to the bottom of the card. Oscar, uh, Shayna Baszler, good God. Hopefully her direction oh changes with whatever, whatever she just did. Um, Alexa Bliss has always been on TV regarding whether it's with a title or not. And that is the biggest thing here. And that's what, what she tried to tell Charlotte Flair this past Monday. And go ahead, Dan, if you want to make your prediction. Oh. I just keep adding more to it. Now, now we got something on the table, right? <laughs> so I will say, you got me standing up now. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. So with that being said, Alexa Bliss is on TV because of the one and only Bray Wyatt. If Bray Wyatt never introduced Alexa Bliss, is Alexa Bliss on TV? Yes. Why? She's just, she'll just, she would be. Look at what well, everyone else is. Oh, okay. Alexa. <laughs> But look at what, oh look, at, look at Alexa Bliss's career. She's always on TV if she doesn't have a title. Yeah, but so what are we, we're going to diminish Brock Lesnar's career? That what? boy, Brock Lesnar doesn't show up unless he's going against the heavyweight champion of the world right now. You, right? you have to give Charlotte the respect she deserves, man. And it's, it's just not her name. It's the matches she I puts on. She's the best competitor in the ring right now. Yeah, so she don't need so – what I'm telling you is she doesn't need to do singles matches. She doesn't need to – She when she shows up, people watch. That's entertainment. That's what you pay for. You need to – Alexa Bliss needs to be on TV every week so you don't forget about her. You don't forget about Charlotte Flair ever. That's the whole point of being on TV. No, no. You're what I'm saying TV is Charlotte don't need to be on TV and you're never going to forget about her. Alexa Bliss, once once this whole Firefly, Firefly Funhouse ends and she's off TV for a little bit, we're going to be like, okay, and then she comes back and she's just going to be fighting Nikki Asshole for a singles match. She's not coming. What I'm saying is Nikki, like when Alexa Bliss comes back from not being in the ring for a little bit, she's... She's fighting the bottom tier. When Charlotte Flair comes back, it's championship a bust, and you owe her that. She deserves that. That's all I'm saying. With uh, that, and I said, not take that away from her. Thing. Go ahead. What's your pick? My pick is Charlotte Flair. I have to go with her. Um, I agree with Tim. This is this pay per view is such a shitty pay per view, and it kind of gives it away. Like. You're not, there's nobody that could lose their title on a, a piece of crap pay-per-view like this. And if it is, I'm sorry. It's just not, it's terrible for you. So You're better off right, losing it on live TV. Like, it's the same thing. It's six matches on are, a card. What are we doing here? So you obviously were just saying about the whole respect thing. I'm just trying to point the fact, point out the fact that Alexa Bliss doesn't get enough respect. Oh, yeah, everybody. I agree with that. She doesn't get enough respect. She has been the most consistent on TV. Whatever they give her, she's doing. It doesn't have to be a title. She's 100%. still on TV. She is the and most relevant like person example, behind Charlotte Flair. If you, I, I feel if I had to give my ranks right now of the best women's competitors like uh, as a whole, not just saying your opinions ring. are skewed. You love blondes with blue eyes. I, I know, I know. But <laughs> where is Sasha Banks? 
No one cares. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No you one know cares. Why no one cares because this they changed on the song. TV. Why? Ask where's Oscar? I know why Oscar's on TV. She has a, 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 a she has an injury right now. But nobody cares. I do. I mean, Becky That's Lynch a... is the number two. Is she? Without a doubt, the number two. Is she? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just look at popularity. Just well, I, I think it goes Charlotte, Becky. Uh, Sasha's not here, so I don't know. Becky Lynch is the man, of course, right? And if it wasn't for Nia Dax punching her in the face, the whole gimmick she would have had would have died already. Mm. I, I feel like people had always been on the Becky Lynch train, and then absolutely. But be, look at look at before she became the man, she was lost in the shuffle. All right, too. what what would Alexa Bliss be right now without Bray Wyatt? What would she be doing? What do you mean? She was doing everything before. What the what? What was she what do you doing mean before? What? She's hosting, always she on TV. She, she Either it. she's the host of WrestleMania. Yeah, what did they? Why was she the host of WrestleMania and not wrestling in WrestleMania? Asshole Nikki Ash. Who gives a shit about Nikki <laughs> Asshole? That's a whole other thing. Like Nikki Ass. Look at that. Yeah, she was Nikki's best friend. Title. Yeah, that was a great. That was great TV. <laughs> Just saying, the respect it never is given to Alexa Bliss. Hey, and I'm not trying to like, of course, because. I do like Alexa, Alexa Bliss, and I'm not trying to say that is the reason why I back her up, but she literally is the second hardest working women in that in the WWE right now. I don't know how that you can measure care. hard work. Like all these girls work fucking hard. I'm, I'm sure Nia Jax works hard, but she sucks. Though. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget about the one and only Natalia. Come on, oh. bitch. Let's not She's the hardest working in the locker room. That's not. That's not. Let's not go down that road right now. All right. Also, let's, let's just real quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Real quick. Go, Charlotte, go. Yeah, twelve-time women's champion. Just gotta throw that out there. Who? Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. Yes. Yeah. Twelve times. That's all she's known for. <laughs> well, I'll wrap up this match by saying I got Charlotte Flair also retaining against Alexa Bliss. I got respect for Alexa Bliss, but I will Thanks. say this. I will say this, the whole Alexis playground, it's starting to lose me a bit. And I'm watching this every week, but I'm starting to lose a little bit of interest in it because it's not the same as it used to be. It's more like goofy now, I feel like it's she's not like twisted anymore. Um, It doesn't seem that way anyway to me, but um, I mean. Wrapping up all your arguments you guys had here, Charlotte Flair, at the end of the day, can she have a few that doesn't involve the championship? I don't see why not, but there's no reason. Don't do it. There's no reason to do that because she is the women's division. So I'll leave it at that. Let's talk about the other women's championship match over on SmackDown. Becky Lynch. Well, what is it now? What's her new name? Becky. uh... I have no idea. No, she's got a new hashtag. I'll, I'll look it up. But it's Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, what do you guys got? I'm gonna look up that uh that her new hashtag. Uh, I'll start this one. I feel like this is kind of like a makeup call for what they did when uh, Becky Lynch originally showed up. It took the title away from Bianca Belair. I think it's not gonna be a squash match because that was probably the worst thing they could have done 
to Bianca Belair. They need to go back, make Bianca Belair look strong again, make her look confident. Um, and that's kind of what this match is. This is the real Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair we should have gotten in the first place. And Becky Lynch is still going to win. I have Becky Lynch retaining Bianca Belair. Uh, they'll actually get some time. It'll probably be a great match. Bianca Belair will look like a million bucks again. But like I said, number two in the business, Becky Lynch. You're not taking that belt off it right now. Just so you guys, it's big time Bex. Wow. BTB. You're right. You're right. Big time Bex. Not Becky two belts. Big time Bex. And I heard, Be- I heard Bex is a, is a cerveza, you know. <laughs> Bex. Not good. Not, good. Not, not a good one. Big time Bex. BTB. It's going to be your thing. Um, just real quick, dive before we dive in, uh, just a little recap of uh, SmackDown last night. Uh, just so you guys know, Becky uh, Bianca Belair did drop Becky Lynch with the kiss of death. Um, and to some, that might skew some people's decisions. Um, but guess what? It's not going to happen to me. I got Becky Lynch taking the dub here. Um, she's got a rocket strapped to her. Um, I think Bianca, I'm sorry, lady, but you lost in 26 seconds to Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch did make that known. Uh, and I think that, that, how, how, how do you go against Bianca? I mean, Becky Lynch right now, you just can't. So will Bianca Belair be running for the 24 seven title in the next year? (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to do that to her. She is a great competitor. Uh, unfortunately, Becky Lynch is back. They gave her the title and Becky Lynch is going to retain this title. I have nothing more to say for this matchup because it's going to be a great match, but I just feel like there's, eh, I'm, it is a makeup call. Like you said, Tim, but I'm over it. I think, yeah. They kind of just killed the momentum. Yeah. When that happens. Oh, it was just a terrible decision. 100%. And I mean, I, I get what they were doing there. That was also trying to compete directly with AEW. I don't care what anybody says. They were trying to really bring that shock factor to SummerSlam. And they did. Yeah. Uh, but you pissed off a lot of people in the in the process. You know, I mean, having Bianca do what she, she did for that women's division um, since she won the title to having her just drop it in 20 seconds. I mean, talk about taking a balloon or taking a ball and just phew, deflate it. See you later. Um, I don't think she's going to be able to rebound and get the title back here. Um, but I will say this new Becky Lynch, and I know she's playing a heel again, and that's fine because you can be a, a loved heel from the crowd now, which is what she basically is. Um, but goofy, man. She just like, I feel like she's trying to be too much like Conor McGregor. Um, she's coming out with all the fancy outfits now. Um, really strutting. Her look, at, look, at her, look at her man, guys. Seth Rollins does the same thing. What? Look at her man. Seth Rollins comes out with fancy yeah. outfits too. Yeah. Well, Seth Rollins. Where the just, hell is he on this card? Because he's uh he's got building for a better he's still, he's still trying to feed with Edge for I don't know what reason. Actually, so, with that being said, give me just one second just so I can piggyback off that. Uh, again, just just gonna say if you didn't watch SmackDown last night, the the reason why Seth Rollins wasn't there isn't on this pay-per-view is because they're really pushing a feud with Seth Rollins and edge. It's going to be on one of the bigger shows. Uh, Just going to read a little blip here from last night. Seth Rollins threatened to find edge in his home 
if Edge refused to return to SmackDown and acknowledge that Rollins is better in every way. Wow. So they have not, not, they have something. That, that's extreme right there. They should definitely do that on the show. <laughs> my, yeah, they, they well, Edge is advertised for next Friday. Oh, wow. He is scheduled to appear on night one. Yeah. But okay. coming back to this match, I got Becky Lynch retaining. Um, does that wrap it up? Was that all of us there? I think I so. So you tell me we're gonna get Seth Rollins versus Edge at Crown Jewel. Oh god! Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh yeah, love it. Money, baby. Love it so much. Hey, great. Saudi Arabia money. Let's go. A great match. I don't care. At three o'clock. Oh, I will. All right, <laughs> main event time, fellas. Main event time. Here we go. The guy, the guy, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against the Demon <clears throat> Finn Balor in an Extreme Rules match, the only Extreme Rules match on this pay-per-view. Um, is there any question, before we even get into it, I think we can all go across the board here, right? Is Roman Reigns going to retain? Absolutely. I'm never picking against Roman Reigns. No way. Same. No way. Uh, I know Finn Balor doesn't lose when he is the demon, but he is losing. I'm sorry. <laughs> like uh, the Finn Balor the demon is not here because the demon is coming out. Finn Balor, the demon is here because they need to sell merchandise and they need the ratings. Uh, and he's not here to win. I'm sorry. It's going to be Roman Reigns, retains, and that's as simple as that. It would truly shock me to see the demon beat Roman Reigns. What, what's making this a possibility, and it's probably not going to happen, is an appearance from Brock Lesnar because he's already scheduled to face Roman Reigns at Crown, Crown Jewel. They didn't mention there being a title on the line. I mean, if Brock comes out and he ends up screwing Roman out of the title, maybe that's like really pushing it for this pay-per-view because it kind of sucks. But um, that's the only way I can see uh, the demon getting the dub is the demon getting the dub um, is if Brock Lesnar makes an appearance and fucks up Roman Reigns and causes him the title. Um, but I just can't see that happening. I think the Tribal Chief, who was on Monday Night Raw this past week, he was in two matches, and he won both matches, man. He's, yeah, right, he's SmackDown, right. and he came over to Raw. That's and your nice. new champion, Big E, although he didn't take the pin, was a part of two matches, and he lost. So what does that when? about this company? This company, WWE, is Roman Reigns, and that will continue through this Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Roman yeah. Reigns, no doubt. Big E. So Biggie versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Biggie takes the W. I'm telling you right now. Wait. So, so question: When do we start talking about this Roman Reigns title run as one of the greatest ever in WWE history? Because when you take into account all of the context of Roman Reigns being the company, and Roman Reigns pulling double duty, Raw, SmackDown, pay per view, same week, win, 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 when? When where where do we start ranking this as one of the top title runs of all time? Damn, and this is definitely in like the top I top ten for sure. Now we're touching we're not we're knocking on top five door here. If you if you pull out all your greatest champions, people like Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold. I'm not talking individually. Gen- Gen- I'm talking single runs. Like who has had. Like, obviously, Ric Flair had a million runs. John Cena has had a million runs. Shawn Michaels, not as many runs as you would think. Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock had great runs. Like, Triple H. 
But who has carried the company? Have so many runs. It's like Alexa Bliss not having so many runs. It's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> and that's why she ain't in the sure. top 10, uh, But <laughs> <laughs> this single run since Roman Reigns came back became the head of the head of the family, the head of the table. I don't know. This is like breaching top five. Potentially, it could be one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest I, runs in WWE history, for sure. For sure. That is an easy statement to say. Very confident in that. And the reason behind that is because literally his whole story coming back and this whole new persona, like the WWE universe, I think this is the reason why this is so successful is because the WWE universe literally wanted Roman to turn heel. And he finally, we finally got it. And none of us in a million years could think, holy fuck, this is better than I ever thought. Yeah. He, he's playing the heel role better than any of us could have imagined. And it's not like heel as an evil. It's heel like dominating everybody in my path. I am the strongest universal champion ever. God damn. Basically doing what he was doing when he was being considered a face, just winning all the time. Yep. And he's just added his touch to it. And man, if they, they should have done this sooner. They finally let him be himself. Yep. That's, 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 that's what it is. And that's why The Rock raised that man's hand at that Royal Rumble because he knew that guy was the guy. Yeah. And here we this are. This is why Roman Reigns needs to beat legends. That's You have to cement that boy's name in the freaking ground because he is taking over wrestling. He is obviously, like we all said, he is the guy in in wrestling right now that's the first person you think of i don't give a damn if you're chris jericho kenny omega bring all that noise it's roman reigns at the top of the list and always at this moment will be there forever so should we have roman reigns versus goldberg next i don't want to see that that's goldberg is not a legend not in my eyes dude i don't give me that 189 and no thing that's so trash then now forever Roman Reigns. Yep. Gotta oh, think yeah. like if Roman okay, Reigns. Go, gets... Did you take Roman on that? I did. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I got Roman. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, two bonus questions before we wrap up here. This one, this should be pretty quick. Uh, last match, of course, Roman Reigns, right? 100. Yeah, it's across the board. All right. What is your first match? What is kicking off the uh, main card? We're not talking about the pre show. What is the first match on the main card of Extreme Rules? I have the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Wow, nice. We start yeah. with the bloodline and we end with the bloodline. Yeah, I also have the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And we end with Roman Reigns. I went with the triple threat match to start it off. Get That's, extreme, baby. That's what I got. I got the United States Championship kicking off this pay-per-view. Six matches. I mean, only two of them belong to Raw, so... Hey, let's kick them off right at the beginning and then throw Charlotte somewhere towards the end. Spread it out a little bit. Bring the fire with your, what I think is going to be the match of the night, the United States Championship triple threat match. And of course, we close out with Roman Reigns. There it is, folks. The Extreme Rules pay-per-view is in the books. Our predictions are live. This will be up. Uh, We want the smoke. You guys got anything before we wrap up here? Nothing else, but we want the smoke. We want the smoke, and we hope 
to see a good pay-per-view because AEW is hot on the trails with all the fire they're bringing every week. Thank you guys for joining. I am the Macho Man, Maddie Savage. Alongside me, I had Dan Go, Timo, and Insider BA from the Smack Talk team. These are our Extreme Rules pay-per-view predictions. And that's it. Tune in to me on Tuesday for the latest Raw recap. Three hours, 15 minutes of your time. Let's ride.